This is Battle and Bunce Talking Property. I'm Matthew Battle. And I'm Alan Bunce. This week, we're doing something a bit different. Alan, do you want to give a quick introduction? Yeah, this one is all about something we've been talking about quite a lot, which is the new stadium at Oxford United. I went along to the consultation a couple of weeks ago, and I met with the development director, Jonathan Clark, and managed to get an interview with him. So, And this is to talk about the new scheme which is proposed just north of Oxford, is that right? Yeah, and about the there's lots of issues around it because of sustainability is massive the, the actual fan facilities the hotel there's lots to talk about really with, with that stadium so yeah let's take a listen the design of the stadium interested me because i didn't really know why it's designed the way it is and yeah. how you do it now because it's not like stadiums 25 years ago no no um presumably about when the kasam was well yeah i mean we'll have all four sides and all four corners for a start which is <laughs> which is a good start um, but, you know, we, we had the same question asked of Marcel, who's our lead architect uh, from AFL Architects, who are fantastic. And, uh, and you know, I'll, I'll revert to the, the answer that he has said, because it's what we set them was, it starts from the fan experience out. Yeah. So when it comes to the stadium, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's about delivering experience and a visitor experience for the fans. So when you're designing the stadium, obviously, based on where we are with the Kassam, you know, number one is four sides, four corners, full bowl. Yeah. Um, but then it's how do we make sure the fans get the best out of the stadium? How do we keep the atmosphere in? How do we keep the light, the sound in? And again, it's, it's you know, we talk about sustainability and we talk about the impact that the stadium has on the wider environment. And, and people are concerned about, you know, the, the amount of light that comes out the stadium, the amount of sound that comes out the stadium. But what we want to do actually is obviously we want to mitigate that, but we also want to keep it all in. Yeah. We want, you know, we yeah. want the crowd roaring inside the stadium. We want the eleventh, you know, the twelfth man on the yeah. stands helping the team uh, through through the league and, and progressing through the league. So, and the fact that it's a bowl presumably does help. Yeah, exactly. You know, having having the uh, the lights, for example, uh, new technology sitting on the the roof edge, yeah. so that minimises the light spill outside the the stadium. You know, we don't want to pay for energy to to light the night sky. That's not what we're about at all. So it's all those sort of. Um, those aspects that we take into consideration as we go through the design process, yeah. as we go through the design workshops, as we get feedback from the fans and other stakeholders. You know, we're at the exhibition today, uh, getting feedback from you know local residents, people from Oxfordshire, people like yourself, people who are in the business, everyone, to yeah. uh, to make sure that all of that is captured and we can we can implement that into the design. So it's a uh, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's a, a long process, but a very exciting one. And uh, the team that we've got on. Some of the workshops that we have and some of the knowledge that they have from other stadium that they've built is, is, is astounding when you listen to the sort of the details that they go yeah. into. So. I'll take you towards the end of the exhibition. Have you got any sort of feedback from anybody who've got any impression of what people are interested in? Or yeah, like? I mean, we've been doing the consultation process for a long period of time, obviously throughout the land deal consultation and now through the planning process consultation. Um, but yes, we're, we're capturing feedback for, I think, last count was 600 plus visitors so far, which is fantastic. Right. Um, and we're, you know, I'm, I'm recommending that everyone who doesn't attend uh, goes online to ufcstadium.co.uk, fill in the forms, provide the feedback. This is absolutely not a tick box exercise. You know, we, we are yeah. taking all the feedback. We're having workshops on accessibility, for example, just yesterday, yeah. talking about, yes, all right, are we meeting minimum standards, but what are we doing to go above and beyond that? Yeah. You know, how can we provide uh, wheelchair access for fans who want to sit next to someone who's not in a wheelchair, for example, instead right. of just being sat in an area where all the wheelchair users are. So yeah. we're talking very, very detailed level and we're, we're taking all that feedback in. So I, I gather from speaking to people in the room there that the um, there are 
uh, safe standing areas. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we're looking at safe standing away and home. Right. Right. Oh, good. I want Reading go. I can oh, yeah, absolutely. That. Look, we at the end of the day, we want this to be. We want the away fans to look at Oxford United, look at us as a football club, look at us as a venue, and say we look forward to that fixture. Yeah. We want to yeah. go to that stadium. You know, I think uh, long gone are the days where you make the away end not so nice and you try and quiet the fans down. Don't get me wrong, we might do some sound buffering in certain locations, <laughs> but, but no, we, uh, we want to provide an experience for everyone who visits the stadium, home or away. Yeah, but that brings me to how you get there as well, because yeah. obviously Oxfordshire, you, you can't get away from the green transport issue. Yeah. Then looking on the map, it's right next to a park and ride or a, a, a parkway station with a big car park. It is, it's next to Oxford Park with park and ride, yeah. And that appears to be absolutely ideal but in some in other respects is that not a case that you, you might drive because there's a great big car park there well the good thing about this and uh, we were talking with chap a minute ago about you know when you're retrofitting and you're trying to change um, habits when you're, you're staying in the same location because we're moving to a brand new location it's a complete new slate it's a complete new stadium we've got the opportunity to change habits We've got the opportunity to, for example, we're talking to the likes of the guys at Brighton and what they're doing in terms of sustainable transport with the station, trying to learn from uh, the experience of others. We have an opportunity to get everyone to change their habits so that they will come by sustainable means. And we've got a very, very high aspiration of getting 90% of our fans travelling by sustainable means, whether that be the train station, getting the coach, getting the bus, cycling, walking up the towpath and across the road. We'll be putting infrastructure improvements in to get from stadium to, to the train station and, and, and vice versa. Right. So it's, it's very, very high on our agenda. And I think the fact that we've got this fantastic um, transport infrastructure hub right across the road, which you know we're working with Network Rail, Chilton Railways and the operators, we have a real opportunity to improve that and make sure yeah. we get as many fans as we can on those sustainable transport nodes. So if I'm coming up from Reading, would I go to the Redbridge Park and Ride? Well, so that's another thing. It's not just Oxford Parkway. You've got Pear Tree, where we are today, and the park ride that we yeah. were stood at. There's other park and rides around the southern area. Yeah. Um, so you could be parking there, and we'll be putting bus shuttles from those park and rides. Yeah. So we want to yeah. disperse the traffic out and disperse that parking out. Yeah. And it's all part of the transport strategy that's coming together with uh, region partners and uh, the stakeholders like yeah. Oxford County Cowie, Oxford so, County so Highways. With, with the, um, uh, the, the site itself, I mean, initially we were told about the Stratfield break, mm. and that seemed to me, looking at it, a, a really big open area where you yes. have loads of room to do what you'd like, and now it's the Triangle, which is a much smaller area. Yes. So are you having to make the best of a, a lesser site, or, or is this the better option? It's a constrained site. Yeah. Um, you know, we're in a situation that we really don't want to be in, and that's we need to get a new stadium up by 2026. You know, our time at the Kassam has uh, has come to an end. Um, so yeah, it's it, you know, it's it is what it is. We um, we'll make the best as we possibly can. Um, you know, we don't have the privilege of other stadia where they have these huge sites with enabling development and you know hundreds yeah. of residential homes and etc. So we've just got to we've just got to make the best of that site as we possibly can. But I think the fact that it's right next to Oxford Park with Park and Ride, yeah, uh, is is a huge bonus because we can really leverage that from a sustainability point of view. And looking at the images, there's what I I, I believe is hotel rooms which overlook yes. the, the pitch. Yes. Yeah, so so in terms of facility, we're, we're talking about a sixteen thousand seater stadium, yeah. one hundred and eighty bed hotel, 
the hospitality stand will um, double up on non-match days for conferences and exhibitions. There's a real need in Oxfordshire at the moment for uh, yeah. events venues. There's yeah. a real lack. So there's a huge demand and we're working with uh, stakeholders, Oxlep, Experience Oxfordshire and, and, and other stakeholders to, to try and deliver that. Uh, then we've also got a, a, an area for health and wellbeing facilities, a public gym. Uh, there's a restaurant, cafe, all part of the hotel offer, and then of course the club shop and, and, and facilities uh, yeah. within the stadium for visitors. So but, but it's exciting. You've purely got a short time scale, but planning is never very straightforward. Isn't no. It? And I would imagine that you've, you know, there's going to be local opposition. Or... Again, that's why we're here today. You know, we want we want to listen to everyone. We want to hear everyone's thoughts and opinions. We want to gather all of those thoughts and opinions and make the correct decisions. We get one opportunity to do this right this is more than just Oxford United Football Club it's about a destination that the whole of Oxfordshire can be proud of yeah and we talk about a destination and an events venue you know yes it will be the home of Oxford United's men's and women's teams football but it'll be much more than that it'll be a facility for everyone uh, 365 days a year so um, it's yes we're you know We've got through a number of hurdles, but we've certainly got many more to overcome but as one, we go through the One of the things which I've, I've read about people saying it's a gap, it's a strategic gap between Oxford and Kidlington, and it's the last gap. Um, how do you address... Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a tricky subject. It, you know, um, it's, it is greenbelt yeah. at the end of the day. Um, the triangle is surrounded by fencing barbed wire and cameras and is not accessible right. so the county council rightfully have given us you know a number of conditions and requirements that they want us to fulfill in order to to lease the site yeah one is maintaining that green gap so right. we've pledged not to develop the top part of the triangle and in fact turn that into you know a, a community space uh, you know a, oh, I wonder why that a, was a, yeah a plaza that transitions into a green area you know we're planning on planting at least 128 more trees than are currently on site Right. Um, so you know, there's a, there's also a lot of development going on around the area. There's three and a half to four thousand homes getting built over yeah. a period of time. Some in various different aspects of planning and and, yeah. uh, and development through the development process. So yes, we we want to create you know from the top of the triangle to the west where Stratfield Break is, and then to the east uh, below the roundabout. We want to maintain and enhance the green gap, yeah. provide an accessible place where people can come. You know, walk their dogs go for a walk um, go with their kids you know do fairs and markets and, and you know provide a real community hub in the centre of all this residential development and I think it's really important we, uh, we do that yeah but planning never seems to go to plan in my experience <laughs> but so I mean, is there a contingency plan if you don't get the time scale long term no unfortunately you know we are where we are uh, we need to have a stadium developed by 2026 um, and you know we've done significant the club have been working on a number of sites around Oxfordshire over a period of time and there is no other option for us long term right so um, you know short term planning if we get through the planning process and there's a spade in the ground could we go on ground share with a local club for a year potentially yes yeah but long term there is no there is no other solution for the club unfortunately right right so in, in all the things that you've been involved with in, in, in the time in sort of property circles that you've been in, how, how does this rate? Because I imagine a football stadium must be a bit different from any other development. Uh, yes, it is. I mean, you know, any development you do has a set of owners who are passionate. I think the difference with a, a football stadium is, you know, you have hundreds of thousands of owners who are passionate. You know, every single fan yeah. 
uh, especially with the history that this club has been through, and you see it with other clubs, you know, Reading, uh, Wrexham, and, and various other clubs who've gone through other ups and downs, Newcastle as well. Yeah. You know, I'm from up north, and we had the same uh, for a period of time. But it is very emotive. Yeah. Uh, you know, you live and die on the results on the pitch, but also, you know, commercially and sustainability, you've got to have, you know, a foundation to build a club from. And I think, you know, moving forward, taking on all of the opinions and making sure that we speak with fans is incredibly important because yeah. at the end of the day this is their home this is the home for the football club for the long long term Yeah, and that's what this is this is a long term future for the football club this is providing the sustainable platform for this football club to celebrate its history but also look forward to you know the future which unfortunately the fans haven't been able to do uh, for the entire history of this club so it's incredibly important and you can sense that when you speak with the fans who are, you know, passionate about what this club stands for. Have you had any feedback from Sherwood District Council in terms of what they might... The well, obviously, Sherwood District Council are the planning authority. Yeah. So, you know, we're going through the, the, the pre-application process and the application process, so we're working with them. Uh, and we've got region partners presenting us and... Uh, sorry, representing us in terms of the planning. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're in discussions with with Sherwood District Council, Oxford County Council, in terms of the landowner and highways authority. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we've, you know, we... we you know, we, we are thankful for their support in terms of you know deciding on the 19th to to lease the to lease the site to Oxford, conditional upon us achieving you know yeah. what we should be achieving. Yeah, um, and we're talking with them you know every day to, to try and get this across the line because like you said it's there's a lot of hurdles. Planning never goes to plan. Yeah. So well, it's an additional sort of hurdle in a way because Oxfordshire County Council leasing you the site. Mm. Um, you know they've got certain requirements haven't they about how green it's got to be. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're not they're not simple things, are they? They're quite no, serious. no, they're not. But you know, like I said, this this is about this is about it's not just your normal development. This is a development that represents Oxford Oxfordshire County. Yeah. Uh, so it's important that we get it right. You know, in terms of net zero, in terms of sustainability, in terms of the green gap, in terms of accessibility and transport and connectivity. You know, providing jobs and education. The problem that we have in our current location is the club can't deliver on the things that we would love to deliver on yeah. in terms of the community reach and our values yeah. because we're constrained on what we can and can't do in that facility. Well, this facility will belong to the football club and belong yeah. to the people of Oxfordshire and we will be able to do the things that we want to do and have control over our destiny. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's such a fantastic opportunity for the club but also the community and the county of Oxfordshire. Is, is there any possibility of expanding the stadium should things go well on the pitch? We, well, we, we spend a lot of time on the size. Obviously, it's a 16,000-seater ball. Yeah. You know, if you look at our average attendance rates, they're not 16,000. Yeah. So we've, we've designed it with the aspiration of growth in mind. We've designed it with the aspiration of being you know, a top 30 football club and in the championship. So we've designed it with that flexibility. Brighton did the same thing, you know, they, they built a bowl and they grew within the bowl. Yeah. And that's what we're looking to do. Would there be events, I know Brighton gave that example, I've heard of um, them having bands playing in the car park and things like that. Yeah. Is who's doing sort of things that you know, yeah, didn't I mean, happen in the past? Well, yeah, absolutely, you're talking about the visitor experience. Yeah. Right? We want people to be getting off the train, getting off the bus, knowing that they're going to an Oxford game, you know, walking across the road, looking out, being proud of the fact that they're going into this venue. Um, you look at Arsenal and what Arteta's done at Arsenal, for example. 
Yeah. You go a couple of years ago and you go into the, the general concourses at Arsenal and it's it's pretty bland. You go in there now and there's buskers, local buskers, local food. People are happy. They're sitting there with more surfaces to rest their arm on and pint and have a conversation with their friend. Yeah. It's those little things and those details that you, you've got to get right. Because if you do get it right, it becomes a fantastic location for everyone, home and away, yeah. Reading or Oxford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, we, we were, we're working on that to make sure we get it right. So on, on, on a scale of one to 10, how, how optimistic are you that things will go as you would hope? <laughs> Ooh, good question. <laughs> you've got to be optimistic. Yeah. You've, you've, got to, you know, you've got to take one battle at a time uh, and just carry on making sure that we, we ask the right questions and we're answering the right questions. Optimism, I've got to say 10 out of 10. We, we'll work hard and we'll make sure it gets done and we'll, we'll make sure we do it right. Good, well, I wish you luck. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good to see you. So that's Jonathan Clark, the Development Director at Oxford United, talking about the new stadium. Really, Alan? Is it going to happen? I think it is. They've got this deadline. They're absolutely fixed. That was the interesting thing, I thought, where he said that you know there is no contingency plan for what they'll do if they don't hit the deadline. They have to hit the deadline. Right. And to go through the planning system, I mean, that's quite interesting. No, I agree completely. And I, I think also for Oxford City, or the city of Oxford, it's a strategic bit of delivery and planning that needs to happen. It fits well into that leisure offer, which is all great, but there's a whole load of issues to come out of the Kassam Stadium. Is that resolvable? Yeah, it has to be. But uh, interestingly, I, I, I'm quite fascinated by that site, but obviously that's not to do with the club themselves because they don't own it. But I said to Jonathan afterwards, I imagine there'll be an auction uh, there is at most stadiums where they auction off the stuff to the fans. Mm. And he said, no, we don't own it, yeah. which I hadn't thought of. <laughs> yeah. It's not a sort of sentimental place like when they left the old manor ground. I don't know how long they'd been there, but you know, there's a lot of people who had great memories. But this is probably one of the, the most eagerly awaited moves to a new stadium of, of any club. Yeah. I mean, again, ha- having we do a lot of work in Oxford, and I think Kassam Stadium is fascinating because it fits into the Cowley Line enterprise area. But also, I think a more interesting is how the new stadium can fit into the North Oxford landscape and what's going on at Oxford North, the park and ride and the other schemes to the north of Oxford. What's your view on that? Well, he talked about the corporate facilities at the consultation and that was quite interesting. They're going to have a space that can hold up to a thousand and there's hotel rooms that overlook the pitch. All right, interesting. And so, I mean, it's not on a huge site and so, you know, it's in a place that suits every sort of sustainability requirement. So you've got station opposite, there's a park and ride, yeah, good um, and so you know, this is a very modern site and a very modern development, really. So it's going to be really interesting because they have to do it so quickly as well. So, final question: Does this mean you're going to give up your Reading season ticket and become <laughs> an Oxford season ticket holder? No. <laughs> Fair enough. On, on that note, thanks very much for that interview, and hopefully, we will revisit the interview with Jonathan Clark as the scheme comes out the ground. Yeah, it'd be great. 